Glory be to God. Welcome to the God of Wonders radio program. In tonight's message, part one of A Perfect Heart with Kirby Stephen, we learn what are the characteristics of one whose heart is loyal to the Lord God Almighty. Let's listen. Second Chronicles chapter 25. Amaziah was 20 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 20 and 9 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Now, please make a note of this, verse 2. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Now it came to pass when the kingdom was established to him that he slew his servants that had killed the king his father. Now it goes on to say that he did not kill the children but he killed only the ones who he's supposed to have killed. So just as God says in his word the children shall not bear the iniquity of the fathers it says over here that Amaziah spared the children. But in what way he actually missed? We're going to see from uh, verse 5 onwards. Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and made them captains over thousands and captains over hundreds, according to the houses of their fathers, throughout all Judah and Benjamin. And he numbered them from 20 years old and above, and found them 300,000 choice men able to go forth to war. That could not, that could handle spear and shield. He hired also an hundred thousand mighty men of valor out of Israel for an hundred talents of silver. But there came a man of God to him, saying, O king, let not the army of Israel go with thee, for the Lord is not with Israel to wit with all the children of Ephraim. But if thou wilt go, do it. Be strong for the battle. God shall make thee fall before the enemy. For God hath power to help and to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do for the hundred talents which I gave to the army of Israel? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able to give thee much more than this. Now, we need to make a note of verse 9. That if we make league with the enemies of God, we are bound to fail. Verse 10, Then Amaziah separated them to wit the army that was come to him out of Ephraim to go home again. Wherefore the anger was greatly kindled against Judah, and they returned home in great anger. Now verse 11 onwards says what happened. Because he obeyed the Lord, God gave him victory and he came with much um, spoil and he defeated his enemy and he's coming back home. Let's see verse 14. Now it came to pass after that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them, and burned incense unto them. Wherefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amaziah, and he sent unto him a prophet, which said unto him, Why hast thou sought after the gods 
of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of thine hand. And it came to pass as he talked with him, that the king said unto him, Art thou made of the king's counsel? Forbear. Why shouldest thou be smitten? Then the prophet forbear and said, I know that God hath determined to destroy thee, because thou hast done this, and hast not hearkened unto my counsel. So we also see, when this king did what he was not supposed to do, it means when he sinned against the living God, what happens here is, his heart gets hardened against the prophet. The prophet that God has in his life to come and warn him, his heart hardens and he's not listening actually, which is actually becoming a snare to him. And we see verse 16 very clearly, because God has determined to destroy him, he's not listening to the counsel, the good counsel that would have saved him and given him his life. Rather, he chose to rebel. Number 17 onwards would say that Amaziah, king of Judah, took advice, that is, ungodly advice. The advice that came from um, the prophet was that you have sought after the other God. So God is going to deliver you, you know, into the hands of the enemy. But he is not listening to that. He's not repenting. So what's happening is, He's getting another counsel, which is not of the Lord. And what he is doing is he is listening to that because his heart is hardened. And what is happening here is Joash, king of Israel, now he is going to war. He is going to the king of Israel and he is starting a fight. He is just sitting by himself where he should be just sitting, being thankful that, okay, I'm spared. I did something wrong. God gave me victory, but I gave the glory to the idols of that land, heathen land. And he should have um, been in sackcloth and ashes before the king and repented. But instead what he did was, he actually went against the prophet that the Lord said, sent to warn him. So that didn't help. So on top of that, because God was determined to destroy him, what happened here was he went to the battle where he should not have gone and he ends up getting defeated. And you can read that. The rest of the chapter will tell you that um, he, got, he got defeated. We're not here to completely go over the story and everything. We can go through the entire chapter by ourselves, which is very important. I would really encourage you to go home and read the entire chapter very slowly and see. Anytime we see a downfall, we have to look very carefully and see what we can learn from that. And this king, when you look at the outset, it looks like he started well. But if you really look closer, you can see there's something wrong. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. But there is an important sentence there, but not with a perfect heart. Now you can see also in other chapters by other kings, like King Hezekiah, they did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and also with a perfect heart. So they ended well. So we have to make that distinction. God makes that distinction actually in the Bible to show that sometimes our actions may be right, but our heart may not fully be with our actions. So our actions alone will not determine who we are, but our motives along with the actions. So for example, if we have to do something for the Lord, we can do it 
But there will be another area where the Lord will say, okay, offer this as a sacrifice to me. And that's the area we'll say, no, I don't want to do that. Or there'll be something, we will give up some obvious sins and there'll be other areas where we should change and we'll say, this is not that bad. This is not as bad as that. You know, I, I know believers who are also doing that. Why should I give up on this one? And when the Spirit of the Lord is convicting us personally in our hearts, what happens to that person is the person who is not perfect before the Lord, who is just um, doing all the things, right actions in front of people and even in front of God, he actually has many doors open where the very thing that he disobeys will become a snare. So we also see in the lives of many kings where um, they destroy the idols, but they left the high places. And we can very clearly see in their lives also what has what happened. So we have to take this as a warning and um, we have to ask the Lord, Lord, what are my high places? Have I left any high places in my life? Or did I clear everything? And is my heart perfect before you? Are my actions and my heart perfect before you? I think in uh, New King James Version it says, but not with a loyal heart. So loyalty means like you really, really, really are devoted to that person 100%. 100%. When the loyalty is not there, you can have all the actions you want, but your heart may be loyal to something else. So we have to question our loyalty. Am I 100% loyal to my God who has called me? Am I 100% loyal toward God who chose me? And are my actions reflecting my heart? Is my heart completely surrendered to God? And am I going after other things which I should not? The reason why Amaziah actually went to Israel for help was his heart was not really fully committed to God. If, it, if his heart were committed to the Lord, he would know. He would know who to go to. He would have gone to the Lord. He would have gone to the Lord first and he would have said, Lord, just like how David used to do, shall I go? Shall I go up for battle or should I not? Should I stay? He never consulted the Lord. Instead, he's going to the person, the very person who is rebelling against God, who God is against. And he is going and seeking for help. But God is very gracious. What the Lord does is he's offering help. He's saying, okay, I don't want Messiah to get killed. I don't want him to be destroyed. Let me give him an opportunity where I will send my prophet to him to let him know that don't go to battle. Don't um, go get troops from him. Don't get help from him. I will help him. So Amaziah, listen to the Lord. How many times when we are in trouble or we do our own thing and when the Lord speaks to us through a person or through a scripture or through a message, how many times do we really listen? When we listen to what the Lord says, what happens is we escape the snare of the enemy. But when we don't listen and we say, I know everything, God speaks to me and uh, you don't have to tell me anything. I know, you know when God speaks to me and just go in your own course. That's where it becomes very dangerous. 
So we need to um, be very careful. And just as God's word says, there is safety in the multitude of counselors. So we have to make sure that our counsel is coming from the Lord. We, we saw in the verses, in, um, in actually um, Second Chronicles chapter 25, uh, we read how this king listened in verse 17, how he took advice from ungodly people. So just taking advice is not important. Where are we getting our advice from? Is our counsel from the Lord? Is it from God's people? Is it from the Lord God who cares about us? Is it from people who really listen to the Lord? Or are we just looking for some wisdom, some worldly wisdom, you know, or some from so-called people who say, I know, you know, what's happening. I can help you. So we have to look to the Lord for direction. That's where Amaziah missed. Because his heart was not loyal to the Lord, it was not his priority to consult whether to go to the battle or where to get help. He did not consult the Lord. So that's our first lesson that we learned from um, chapter 25 that anytime we do anything, check our heart. Am I 100% loyal to the Lord? And blessed Heavenly Father, O Lord, take this word straight into the hearts of the listeners. Strengthen them greatly that they may live a life that's loyal to you with a perfect heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please write us at El Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. Or email us at elbim at gmail.com. Also, please visit us on the web at www.elbethelinternationalministries.org. Please do join us for part two of A Perfect Heart next time, and may the Lord richly bless you. Goodbye. Praise the Lord and welcome to the God of Wonders radio program. The message entitled The Perfect Heart, Part 2 by Kerber Stephen. As we learn about how to be loyal to the Lord 100%. And the Lord says, if you want to live upright before me and walk with a perfect heart, then you have to look at yourself, look at your heart and say, Lord, Take away everything that is not perfect. Take away everything that is displeasing in your sight. And Lord, remove all the high places from my life. I will remove it. God is not going to turn you around. And God is not going to just open your heart and take away lying, throw away stealing. And, and uh, God is not going to do the cleaning work for you. We have to clean. We have to cleanse our temple. We have to do it. It's our job. And that is the reason why we see in the New Testament that Jesus Christ, when he went to the temple, when he saw the money changers sitting there, what he did was he took a whip and he whipped everything that was there, basically. And he overturned the table and the money was scattered all over the place. You know why? Because nobody did that and he did it. 
He had to do that because nobody did it. Nobody had the zeal that Jesus had. So he had to do that. He didn't say, oh, my father will cleanse this temple, you know, and just wait. No. So the same way in our heart, our bodies, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, our heart, we have to look at our heart in God's presence and say, Lord, as you cleanse me, I will cleanse my temple. And look at uh, the motives many times, why you do certain things. What, what is the reason behind why you're doing what you're doing? May the Spirit of the Lord speak to you and may He examine your motives. If Jesus is standing in front of you and your heart is an open book, He is standing, but if you can just see it, will you do things the way you're doing? We can be tithing, we can be going to church regularly, we can be going to Bible studies, we can be going to fasting prayer, uh, we can be taking Sunday school, we can be taking youth meeting, um, we can be preaching, we can be doing all kinds of things. Those are the right actions. But is your heart perfect toward the Lord? May the Lord speak to us. May that question ring in our ears and in our hearts and in our mind throughout this week. Is my heart perfect toward the living God? I can have right actions, but my heart may not be 100% loyal to the Lord. When there is a divided allegiance, we are bound to fall. Somewhere down the road, we will fall. So we have to make sure that our allegiance is 100% to the Almighty God and to Him alone. We will bow. And not to anything else. Not to fame. Not to vain glory. Not to vanity. And uh, we can say, I can excuse these things. Certain things I can excuse. Ah, that's no big deal. But those are the things that the Father in Heaven will look and say. These are your high places. Remove them from your life. And when we remove them from our lives, we will experience true freedom. Up until then, we will never. We will never experience that because we are still bound by certain things that we have allowed ourselves to be bound. So, let's give ourselves 100% to the Lord, 100% and say, Lord, I'm all yours, all to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. The reason why I freely give everything is because I cannot hold anything and if I have anything, that's not going to profit me because He is the one who is everything. And a lot of times I think to myself, He is God. Who are we to give ourselves to Him and Him even taking us? He's the Almighty God. He's such a holy God. And He's so great. Yet, He's saying, come to me, I will take you. Give yourself to me 100% and I will take you. Isn't that a privilege for us to give ourselves 100% to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? So, let's look at it from an honest heart. An honest heart, like we saw several weeks back, is the good ground. An honest heart is the good ground. Or the good ground is the honest heart that will bear hundredfold fruit. So, that honest heart, that good ground, will be a ground 
that will be perfect toward the Lord. Their heart will be perfect toward the Lord. That means when something is not right, their heart will say, there's something wrong about this. Even if I do not know whether it's fully right or not, I'm not going to go that side. But a heart that is not perfect toward the Lord, a heart that is not loyal to the Lord, what will happen is, it's going to look at the same thing and it's, it's going to say, I don't know if this is right or wrong, so I'm going to go with it. That's the difference. A perfect heart will say, if I'm not sure that this is pleasing to the Lord, I will not do it. But a heart that is not loyal to the Lord will say, I do not know if this is pleasing to the Lord, so I will go ahead and do it. So look for excuses. So we have to see, Lord, if I have the slightest doubt, like Apostle Paul says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So if we know something is not right, and if we do not know that something is not right, but if we have an uncomfortable feeling which is given to our hearts by the Holy Spirit, when we have that discomfort, a perfect heart will say, I'm not going that way. Even if it would cost me, I'm not going to go that way. So, may the Spirit of the Lord speak to us tonight. And may our hearts be perfect. Not just our actions, but may our hearts be perfect to the, to the living God. And secondly, may we give diligence, heed to what God would say through God's people. I never say, I know everything. Who are you to tell me this? Even if you say something that will save their life, there are people who will say, I don't care. I don't want to hear you speak. Leave me alone. I will do what I want to do. So that is the way of a man who is determined to go downhill. So we have to see, if the Lord, is the Lord sending a Nathan in your life? Is the Lord sending... A prophet, like he said to Amaziah, take heed. Take heed. Stop. We can't just run and keep running. Like a horse that does not have sense. That has to be stopped by manpower. But we have to stop ourselves and we have to say, God is sending somebody my way. I better stop. I better listen. I better listen to what they're saying and repent because that is the very grace of God that is the grace that is being revealed through that person in your life and those are the people who will continue in the path to glory like King David King David fell miserably he murdered he committed adultery he did what was displeasing in the sight of the Lord and in the sight of people but what David did was, David confessed and he never went back to it again. He died as an upright man. He never went back to it again. So there are people these days who always point out David and who are living continuously in adultery, who are watching pornography and who live a filthy life. But they say, oh, David, David committed adultery and God said he was a man after God's heart. Not when he was in sin. David sinned but only once so we have to realize that David came out of it and that was it he was a perfect man before he did not guard himself therefore he fell not after that so let's not make excuses 
to sinning. Let's stop where we are and let's look to the Lord with an honest heart and say, Lord, I have failed you miserably. Lord, I have not been walking right before you. Father, forgive me. Let me turn my course completely, completely around. A complete U-turn before the Lord and face the Lord. If we had our backs facing the Lord, may we turn and turn around completely and look to the Lord and ask Him for help and mercy because only He can give us. Only He can give us that grace and that mercy that will continue to take us to home, to glory. So, let's just read the last few verses from this passage. Verse 17. Let's read. Let's read verse 17. Then Amaziah king of Judah took advice and sent to Joash the son of Jehovahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us see one another in the face. And Joash king of Israel sent to Amaziah king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife, and there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon, and trod down the thistle. Thou sayest, Lo, thou hast smitten the Edomites, and thine heart lifteth thee up to boast. Abide now at home, why should thou meddle in thine heart, in thine, to thine hurt? Why shouldest thou meddle to thine hurt, that thou shouldst fall, even thou and Judah with thee? But Amaziah would not hear, for it came of the Lord that he might deliver them into the hand of the enemies, because they sought after the gods of Edom. So Joash the king of Israel went up, and they saw one another in the face, both he and Amaziah king of Judah, at Beth Shemesh, which belongeth to Judah. And Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to his tent. And Joash the king of Israel took Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, at Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem, and break down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, four hundred cubits. And he took all the gold and the silver, and all the vessels that were found in the house of God with Obed-Edom, and the treasures of the king's house, the hostages also, and returned to Samaria. So we see here about a man whose actions started well, but see how he completely went away, disobedient, went to idolatry, and did not listen when God sent him, the prophet, and he went to war, and his whole country lost because of him. So, we have to take this as a lesson. When we do not listen, what happens is, our heart gets proud when we sin, pride enters. When pride enters and says that I'm not going to listen to what the Lord is saying, then defeat comes. And when the defeat comes, 
not only you, your family, your neighbors, everybody around you, they all go through that defeat. So sin does not only affect you. Sin is never personal. You can never say, okay, I'm sinning. You don't have to worry about it because I'll pay the consequence. I'll face it. But sin will not only cost you, it'll cost your husband, it'll cost your wife, it'll cost your children, it'll cost your parents, it'll cost everything. It'll cost your soul. Please write us via email elbim at gmail.com or El Bethel International Ministries, P.O. Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924. Until next time for part three, may God richly bless you. Glory be to God and welcome to part three of A Perfect Heart with Kerbal Stephen on the God of Wonders radio program. Tonight we'll learn how to give diligent heed to God's message so that we may save ourselves from trouble and get a blessing instead. Let's listen. When something is not right, their heart will say, there's something wrong about this. Even if I do not know whether it's fully right or not, I'm not going to go that side. But a heart that is not perfect toward the Lord, a heart that is not loyal to the Lord, what will happen is, it's going to look at the same thing and it's, it's going to say, I don't know if this is right or wrong, so I'm going to go with it. That's the difference. A perfect heart will say, if I'm not sure that this is pleasing to the Lord, I will not do it. But a heart that is not loyal to the Lord will say, I do not know if this is pleasing to the Lord, so I will go ahead and do it. So I will look for excuses. So we have to see, Lord, if I have the slightest doubt, like Apostle Paul says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So if we know something is not right, and if we do not know that something is not right, but if we have an uncomfortable feeling, which is given to our hearts by the Holy Spirit, when we have that discomfort, a perfect heart will say, I'm not going that way. Even if it would cost me, I'm not going to go that way. So, may the Spirit of the Lord speak to us tonight. And may our hearts be perfect. Not just our actions, but may our hearts be perfect to the, Lord, to the living God. And secondly, may we give diligence, heed to what God would say through God's people. I never say, I know everything. Who are you to tell me this? Even if you say something that will save their life, there are people who will say, I don't care. I don't want to hear you speak. Leave me alone. I will do what I want to do. So that is the way of a man who is determined to go downhill. So we have to see, is the Lord, is the Lord sending a Nathan in your life? Is the Lord sending prophet like he said to Amaziah take heed take heed stop we can just run and keep running like a horse that does not have sense that has to be stopped by manpower but we have to stop ourselves and we have to say God is sending somebody my way I better stop 
I better listen. I better listen to what they're saying and repent. Because that is the very grace of God. That is the grace that is being revealed to that person in your life. And those are the people who will continue in the path to glory. Like King, David's, King David fell miserably. He murdered, he committed adultery. He did what was displeasing in the sight of the Lord and in the sight of people. But what David did was David confessed and he never went back to it again. He died as an upright man. He never went back to it again. So there are people these days who always point out David and who are living continuously in adultery, who are watching pornography and who live a filthy life. But they say, oh, David, David committed adultery. And God said he was a man after God's heart. Not when he was in sin. David sinned, but only once. So we have to realize that David came out of it and that was it. He was a perfect man before. He did not guard himself, therefore he fell, but not after that. So let's not make excuses to sinning. Let's stop where we are and let's look to the Lord with an honest heart and say, Lord, I have failed you miserably. Lord, I have not been walking right before you. Father, forgive me. Let me turn my course completely, completely around. A complete U-turn before the Lord and face the Lord. If we had our backs facing the Lord, may we turn and turn around completely and look to the Lord and ask Him for help and mercy because only He can give us. Only He can give us that grace and that mercy that will continue to take us to home, to glory. So, let's just read the last few verses. From this passage, verse, verse uh, 17, let's read, let's read verse 17, then Amaziah king of Judah took advice and sent to Joash the son of Jehovahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us see one another in the face. And Joash, king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife. And there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon, and trod down the thistle. Thou sayest, Lo, thou hast smitten the Edomites, and thine heart lifted thee up to boast. Abide now at home. Why should thou meddle in thine heart, in thine, to thine hurt? Why shouldest thou meddle to thine hurt, that thou shouldst fall, even thou and Judah with thee? But Amaziah would not hear, for it came of the Lord, that he might deliver them into the hand of their enemies, because they sought after the gods of Edom. So Joash the king of Israel went up, and they saw one another in the face, both he and Amaziah king of Judah, at Beth Shemesh, which belongeth to Judah. And Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to his tent. And Joash the king of Israel took Amaziah king of Judah, 
the son of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, at Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem, and break down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits. And he took all the gold and the silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God with Obed-Edom and the treasures of the king's house, the hostages also, and returned to Samaria. So we see here about a man whose actions started well, but see how he completely went away, disobedient, went to idolatry, and did not listen when God sent him, the prophet, and he went to war, and his whole country lost because of him. So, we have to take this as a lesson. When we do not listen, what happens is, our heart gets proud when we sin, pride enters, when pride enters and says that I'm not going to listen to what the Lord is saying, then defeat comes. And when the defeat comes, not only you, your family, your neighbors, everybody around you, they all go through that defeat. So sin does not only affect you. Sin is never personal. You can never say, okay, I'm sinning. You don't have to worry about it because I'll pay the consequence. I'll face it. But sin will not only cost you, it'll cost your husband, it'll cost your wife, it'll cost your children, it'll cost your parents, it'll cost everything, it'll cost your soul. And as God's word says, sin is a reproach to any nation. And righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any nation. So if you take that to an individual, for each family, when we sin, it's a reproach to that family. Sin is a reproach to that family. So it's never like, okay, I'm having my door closed, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Nobody sees. Okay, God sees. Okay, I will get punished. That's about it. No. Your whole family would get punished. Your generation will get punished. So every action that we do, when we take that into consideration, what we're doing, how it's going to affect not only you, but those around you. And how we have to guard ourselves in order to protect ourselves and those around us. So may the Lord speak to us. Just like how Amaziah, not only he was defeated, but his whole nation was defeated. All the people who, who actually looked up to him and went to battle. Because he won the previous battle. So they had high hopes and they went with him. They got badly defeated. May the Lord continue to speak to us, speak to our hearts, and convict us wherever we are. If we are not loyal to the Lord, we make a commitment to the Lord to be loyal to Him today. And if we are casual about our sin, if we are living in a sinful state, and if we are casual about it, may the Lord speak to us about the cost, the price that you're going to pay because of your willful sin. It's not only going to cost you, but it's going to cost your family. God is speaking as a prophecy this night. Sin will not only cost you, 
but your sin will cost your family. So, may the Lord speak to you tonight as we're going to worship Him with an open heart. We ask the Lord, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me. Search my heart, O Lord, and see if my heart is loyal. Why don't you search your heart in God's presence while the Lord is searching you? Why don't we ask the Lord, Lord, speak to me, Lord, show me. Just like the Lord sent the prophet to Amaziah, the Lord is sending his word tonight to speak to us. God is saying, I'm, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Why do you have to die as a fool? God loves you so much and God is speaking. And the Lord says, return to me, O backsliding daughter. Return to me, backsliding daughter. Return to me, ye backsliding children. And I will be your God. May we listen to the voice of the Lord this night and commit ourselves 100%. Today is a day. If you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart. This is a day of rebellion. Hallelujah. 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 Create me. log on to our website www.elbim.org, email, simply write contact at elbim.org, or via regular mail, El Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box 966, Goshen, New York 10924. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.